0: hey everybody welcome to the geeks and suits podcast this is chase gerber and this is me and yanni uh debating which is the better series star wars versus harry potter we actually went almost two hours recording this so uh this is actually going to be split into two parts this is the first part and then i will be releasing the second part a little later in the week but i hope you enjoy this part it was a really fun one to record and uh stay tuned for the next one Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Geeks and Suits podcast. We have a very special edition coming up today. I'm ge- I'm joined by uh, a uh, regular here on the Geeks and Suits podcast. I'm here with John Yanni. And, uh, Yanni, today we are going to be disagreeing on a lot of things, which is not something that usually happens.
1: Well, you know, it's kind of the podcast and its subject matter is kind of it encourages disagreement. Yes, it does. Since we are going to be in a debate kind of setting, I guess yes. you could say. So for those of you who don't know,
0: uh, I have teased this a little bit on Twitter in the last few weeks, but Yanni and I will be dis- debating, I guess, uh, which series we think is better, Star Wars versus Harry Potter. And uh, Yanni will be defending Star Wars, I will be taking Harry Potter... And we're going to be going over this kind of based on different aspects of each, um, you know, of each thing. Um, We're going to be discussing the main story, characters, the universe, the extended universe, and then we have a few lesser ones that we're just going to all mush into kind of one big category. So, um, but yeah, but uh, to start off, well let me ask you this first off Yanni how confident are you about your defense of Star Wars just before we get into it
1: uh, well as obi-wan once said <laughs> well this is going to be easy yes no but no, th- th- doubt there's, it <laughs> there's definitely um there's definitely categories that Harry Potter will kind of went hands down mainly the ones that have to do with uh, reading <laughs> texts perhaps yes. considering the fact that uh, that's obviously how Harry Potter started and it's a major strength yes um, so I think that'll be kind of an interesting uh, kind of thing that we go back and forth on is just with the difference of Star Wars starting as a movie franchise mm-hmm. and Harry Potter starting as a series of books mm-hmm that kind of, they're kind of not on an even playing field, but just because of the size of both these franchises, and I mean, I looked it up, like, as far as highest earning, you know, media franchises of all time, Star Wars and Harry Potter, like, neck and neck, right up towards the top, uh, pretty much right below marvel i think right marvel just as a result of having what like a couple dozen movies already yeah (laughs)
0: um like 20 movies in the last 10 years roughly yeah something around
1: that along with all the comics and whatever comes with that yeah but yeah it's i feel like it's a pretty fair debate in a lot of ways when you think about star wars versus harry potter just because um obviously they both have gigantic fan bases yeah and there's a decent amount of content uh, connected to both mm-hmm. so yeah it it should be interesting it should be interesting um obviously we're i
0: know i'm a fan of both majorly i know you're more of a star wars fan than a harry potter fan but you still appreciate harry potter for yeah for what it is
1: for for the longest time i hadn't seen them growing up just because i wasn't allowed yeah uh, you know, i went it, through it, that stage it, too it, it, it was it yeah. was tough <laughs> in the household that i grew up in it, it wasn't allowed but it got to a point where i was and i do really enjoy the harry potter movies yeah. um right off the bat i haven't read all of the books yes even though i have dabbled right but uh i do have i would say more than just uh more than just kind of a, a common knowledge of Harry Potter, I'd say I. Right, you're not I'd a Potterhead,
0: but you can delve into it. Yeah, more someone, than most
1: people. If someone was talking about it, I, it's kind of like if if you uh, were listening to a foreign language that you had studied, you might not understand everything. Yeah, but you have a basic idea of kind of what's being discussed.
0: Right, right.
1: And to clarify, when I when I am talking
0: about Harry Potter, I am going to be referring to the books first. Uh, there may be certain things about the movies that I will bring up, but when I'm referring to the story, I'm talking about the books, because that is the actual story, no matter what the movies say. Um, I should say, this debate was first sparked a few years ago, I forget who it was, but one of our friends at Malone tweeted something about them getting into a fight with someone about the Harry Potter versus Star Wars, Mm -hmm. and then you responded, you had a Twitter poll, and I believe Star Wars won that Twitter poll? I can't remember. I, believe so. I don't remember, but I think Star Wars won it. And I remember you, you asked me specifically which one I would choose, and I wasn't able to choose at the time. Um, however, I am confident in
1: my choice of Harry Potter. See, you, it's not like we had to flip a coin or anything. You chose, I chose to defend Harry Potter, Harry Potter so I, you seem pretty confident.
0: I am confident in my choice. And I, by the way, I know there. there's at least one category that I'm going to get my ass royally kicked in. Because there is no defense for it. But
1: oh, there's multiple. Don't oh, worry. Oh, okay. Don't
0: worry. Whatever you say. <laughs> okay, uh, let's get into it right off the bat. Our first topic is the main story. Um, referring to, for Harry Potter, it's the seven books slash eight movies. Uh, for Star Wars, it would be the eight, soon to be nine movies. And I guess we could throw Rogue One into there.
1: Yeah, it's pretty much like episode 3.5. It's like. Yeah. It doesn't affect much. It's kind of just background for episode 4. Right. So, anyways.
0: Your your opening statement, I guess. When oh, you'd like to me to go star. first. Unless you want me to go first.
1: I would love for you to go. first. You want me Jeez. to go first, okay? Just to kind of get an idea of how we're gonna be, you know, going about this. Okay. Well,
0: I will just I will go with a short overview, and then uh, you can do the same, and then uh, from there we can kind of riff off each other All if right. we if we so choose to get our point across. Uh, but with Harry Potter, I will say. Uh, in in terms of comparing it to Star Wars, I think the big advantage Harry Potter has over Star Wars is that at no point is there a significant drop-off in storytelling um, between Sorcerer's Stone and Deathly Hallows, whereas Star Wars, I think we can all agree, the original trilogy is great. Then there's a little drop, I shouldn't say a little, there is a significant drop-off going back to the prequels as much as we may love them growing up with them uh there's no doubt that the quality is not up to par with the original trilogy uh i think the sequel trilogy is is more along the quality of the original trilogy but even most fans have some debates with that um with the last jedi but in harry potter there there's no significant drop off at all um you know, usually, when when people are saying what their favorites are, it's not uncommon for them to pick any one of four or five different books as their favorite. Um, with the different, with setting aside the first two, which are usually the weaker ones, uh, I would I would believe anyone who said you know from Prisoner of Azkaban to Deathly Hallows if any of those were their favorites i would not dispute them and i would not tell them that they're wrong because that's their favorite because all of them are are just that good in my mind um every book has you know groundbreaking plot twists um they're all building towards themes of death and love and um you know there's to me star wars is great and i love star wars and it's what i grew up with and it's The first kind of nerd thing that I loved but to me Harry Potter is perfect Um, I don't find when I read them I don't see any plot holes I don't see um, you know anything wrong with the story all the deaths make sense all the relationships make sense the end makes sense and um, to me it is the perfect story from 1 to 7 I would not change a single thing about them and I cannot say the same about Star Wars unfortunately
1: so we already kind of find ourselves in a interesting territory here yes where I'm going to be comparing stories the way they're told throughout seven or eight movies compared to seven stories books. that are told in seven books which obviously okay. with a novel you can get a lot more detail in arguably a lot more character development
0: and it should be said too, star wars spans you know
1: like 60 years or
0: so yeah if you're going from phantom menace all the way to last jedi yeah and harry potter is seven years give Mm -hmm. or take so there there's a big difference right there
1: yeah as well as the fact that harry potter at least its main story which is obviously the story of harry harry's uh, time at hogwarts i mean it's uh it's completed yeah and star wars at least it's kind of main story the the saga films as they're called which is the story of the skywalker family Mm -hmm. it is not yet complete Um, yes it'll either be complete after episode nine or or maybe it won't be they might tack on three more and it'll go episode one until 12 right um it would be hard to see it going much further than that because I think it gets kind of comical I really hope once you not. get to yeah. like fifteen. Yeah, but so yeah, already establishing that we're kind of comparing books to movies here. Yeah. Um, I mean there there are the novelizations yes. of Star Wars, so you're still able to kind of get those details and that that extra. Um, Extra kind of stuff you don't get, right? Um, even though, even with that though, it,
0: it's kind of hard to compare because I know I've I've looked up details about the original novelization of A New Hope, yeah, and there there's many contradictions to what has become the general canon of Star Wars. For instance, Darth Vader has a blue lightsaber and not a red one. Uh, the Emperor is heavily, um, it's not confirmed, but it's heavily implied that he is not a Force user and there's just a lot of different interesting
1: yeah at the same time again i haven't read the books uh so i can't speak to this right i think you would say that um there's probably some significant differences from the harry potter books to the harry potter movies immensely mainly i would guess obviously they have to cut a lot of things out to fit that chunk of the story into a two-hour time frame yeah so really when it comes down to inconsistencies with, between the novelizations or the books and then the movies, mm-hmm. that's something Star Wars and Harry Potter kind of suffer from, I right. guess you could say. Yeah. So um, all I can do is really talk about Star Wars in the medium that it was created, yes. and that is the <laughs> films. Yeah. So right off the bat, I would just say, it, okay, if we're talking about story... Um, Star Wars is kind of mainly a story about someone who is the chosen one. So Mm -hmm. very similar to Harry Potter in that aspect. Um, Where we have Harry and then we have Anakin. Um, The difference between the stories and what I find to be very interesting is that unlike many stories about a chosen one, um, in Star Wars, the chosen one, Fails miserably. Yeah. And not just has a moment of poor judgment or a moment of doubt whether or not, you know, he's going to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. He completely dedicates himself to the dark side Mm -hmm. and does so for, I mean, the majority of the original trilogy. Yeah. And so that part of the story of Star Wars, I mean, I find to be super interesting because. Whereas most Chosen One stories, it's, you know, they're gonna, it's kind of pretty straightforward, you know, they're not gonna turn evil at the end, right? With Star Wars, uh, Anakin, who's supposed to bring balance to the force, it's, he's the one in the prophecy, similar to how Harry Potter is. Mm -hmm. Um, He is seen to have failed, and he kills most of the Jedi. Um, but then the story doesn't stop there, and it's also a story about family, where and a story about hope. I mean, it's in the title, "A New Hope." Yeah. Where the message is kind of like, there's always going to be the next generation, uh, the next, uh, you know, part of the lineage uh, that can kind of right the ship and make things right, mm-hmm. and it's it's Anakin's son who ends up teaching him a thing or two and makes him change his mind right Um, and eventually ends up redeeming him which is also a huge part of of star wars even in the newest movies luke after running away from the fight and uh claiming he wants to end the jedi he kind of redeems himself Mm -hmm. and uh at the end of the last jedi he helps out helps out ray so even when we get to the littler characters like han solo who's maybe not super important to the Skywalker story he's redeemed in his own way where he goes from just a no good smuggler who only cares about himself and his paycheck to someone who ends up fighting for a cause Mm. and uh you know kind of acting selfish or or selflessly rather uh, when he comes back to save Luke and ends up uh dedicating his life to the rebellion so um yeah in In summary, Star Wars is kind of a story of hope about family, friends and redemption and overall kind of the balance between good and evil where it's kind of it it is a story where it shows the evil uh, of the of the, you know, highest caliber and and good on the very opposite side of that. But then it also will blur the line um, and kind of show the balance between the two. Mm-hmm. Even when it comes down to someone like Luke, the main protagonist of the original trilogy, uh, seeing the vision in the, the cave during his training where it's almost kind of like a warning to not become what his father became yeah. uh, when he faces Vader. Right. So. So yeah, those are kind of what I see as the main the main uh you know the the meat of the star wars story
0: so it sounds like if we're comparing the two it would be so star wars it's a lot of redemption like you said friends and family um and that sort of thing which also resonates in harry potter but then harry potter also focuses on um death and the power of love i guess which can kind of go in with the friends and family um i think with with harry potter i feel like one of the things it, it does so well is... When you're reading it for the first time... You always get the sense that you're kind of building towards... Some sort of main theme... But you're not... In, like you're not quite sure exactly... What you are building towards... And when it comes full circle... It, it just feels rewarding, I guess... Um, the The idea that... That the ability to love is a power in itself and it's something that we shouldn't take for granted um which i think can be really applicable to to real life but also redemption on star wars on star wars's end you know yeah also very applicable
1: i think the power of love is as you know cheesy as that might sound is also a theme in uh in star wars where luke kind of ignores yoda's advice and his training mm-hmm. and he ignores kind of the code of the jedi in a way right. where it's supposed to be no attachment uh where he just decides to drop everything and go save his friends yeah um again a, a very big theme in harry potter as well where his his parents are gone so his his two best friends kind of become his yeah. his family in a way uh and reason to fight But so, yeah, I mean, that's a main theme I'd say in the Star Wars original trilogy, at least. Yeah. Is Luke kind of rejecting the what he sees as like the outdated philosophies of the Jedi and instead chooses uh, like the love for his friends and eventually the love for his family where he goes to face Vader and kind of just throws down his weapon Mm -hmm. in the ready to sacrifice himself because he he cares for his father and sees the potential for him to be redeemed. Right. So
0: we're kind of transitioning into talking about some of the specific characters at this point, mm-hmm. which um, in comparing the two, not not all comparisons necessarily match up, but um, I've always felt like Harry and Luke are, are kind of the, the parallels to each other in these two stories. And um, for me, Harry is – as, as the, the chosen one um, or, you know, our hero established from the beginning who, you know, comes from nothing and doesn't believe he can have this power and everything like that. Uh, two things have always stood out for me from for Harry that have always kind of separated him from, like, the Luke Skywalkers, the Frodo Baggins, the, the heroes like that. Um, first of which would be that he was raised by people who neglect him and do not show any love towards him, which, you know, towards a Luke Skywalker, he was raised by his aunt and uncle, and, you know, obviously it's not his parents, but they still love him and care about him, Where whereas Harry's aunt and uncle do not. And then the second thing is, in the end, um, I think it's always an unspoken thing. Like, Luke Skywalker uh, very obviously would risk his life for the rebellion and would die for the rebellion if need be with harry not only does he embody that but he realizes he has to die like there is no other alternative he has to walk and willingly die and he does so without hesitation and that's not necessarily a knock on all the other characters for not having that quote-unquote opportunity but that's something I don't think I've ever really seen otherwise in, you know, sci-fi and fantasy.
1: His willingness to sacrifice yeah. himself.
0: Yeah, and that's that's to me what sets him apart. Um, and, and, too, you know, a lot of people knock Order of the Phoenix, the book, as being one of the worst, the, quote, worst um, books in the series, which I wholeheartedly disagree with. But one of the things I love about Order of, Order of the Phoenix is that Harry is, like, angry the entire book. He's screaming at his friends. He's blaming them for things he shouldn't be blaming them for. And it, it really shows that, yeah, this is our hero, but he's still, like, there's still major flaws in him as a person. But it's overcoming that that, that, that makes him so special. So that's where I that's where I
1: differentiate Harry from, say, a Luke Skywalker so when it comes time for harry to sacrifice himself i mean what i'm thinking about is just throughout a lot of the story it seems like just everyone just shits on harry like what is he even like he's probably just dying for his friends then because i mean everyone like just either uses him or treats him like crap i mean at the end of the day it I would find it hard to believe that Harry would die for anything more than just his friends. I don't think he would die for a certain cause, like, I don't know, like, I don't think he would die for necessary to keep the wizarding, wizarding world safe, Mm -hmm. or necessarily anything like that, because I don't know if that's really even the most meaningful thing to Harry. I think it's just really his love for his friends or his realization that he's kind of the only one who can stop this. It's almost like a choice where I mean, what other choice does he have? It's like he's the only one who can who can kill Voldemort, right? So, so I mean, I guess I guess he realizes that, you know, he realizes he has to do it, but I guess if I'm trying to debate against Harry Potter, I would say um, kind of the weight of his actions is diminished because, because he's the only one who can stop Voldemort. So it would be irresponsible of him to choose not to risk himself. Right. Fair enough. Whereas... I get see with the um, with the Chosen One storyline in in Star Wars, what I find interesting about it is uh, Anakin is said to be the chosen one um, by the council. Mm-hmm. and he he's also kind of uh, you know treated by those around him um, in a way that he isn't necessarily happy with. Um, Like, I I don't know, in Harry Potter, is it safe to say that Dumbledore kept certain things from Harry? Oh, absolutely. And didn't keep him in the loop. Absolutely, Um, yes. And so, in a way, both Harry and Anakin kind of feel like they are treated unfairly. Yeah. Um, And what ends up happening is... Is Anakin... uh, What makes him an interesting character to me is despite him trying to do the right thing and trying to be a good Jedi, um, the same thing that motivates him, which is the people he cares about, like the people he loves in his life, yeah, uh, ultimately ends up uh, leading to his demise and, uh, I mean, ends up forcing him down the, the path of evil. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, to eventually turn things around. Right. But it ultimately the end of the prequel trilogy is like a it's a tragedy like yeah. it, it ends in failure yeah um despite all the pressures uh that Anakin might feel uh, he kind of succumbs to them and he lets a whole lot of people down um and i it, although the prequels do get knocked for how they were executed i think there is a really solid story buried somewhere within those those yeah. three movies where although it might have been bogged down by like the political aspects of the first three movies uh, especially the first where it's like who wants to hear about a bunch of trade routes <laughs> with, the, <laughs> with the trade federation but at the same time i think it sets up a lot of things in the star wars universe that end up enriching it making it uh, like seem like a quote unquote bigger universe yeah when you kind of see how the government works um you see a lot more worlds and I guess I can if I could bring up a point to kind of make a case for my side and yeah sure of a, that's why we're dealing dig at the other I would say the world of Star Wars to me is it's a lot more interesting if not just because of how vast it is okay kind of, um, but there's a lot more I feel like you can do in the Star Wars universe mm-hmm. um, just because it is an entire universe um, Harry Potter, the, I mean the entire series takes place kind of mainly at one location yeah. being Hogwarts um, so yeah, I mean there's there's a lot more you can do with Star Wars Um I guess yeah. that's my point. So we've kind of... We'll come back to the characters,
0: but we've gotten into the, the universe that the stories mm-hmm. take place in. Um, my counter-argument to Star Wars would be... I agree with you. It's really cool that it seems every every installment we're getting a new creative place that we're going um, planet-wise. There's so much you can do with, with planets. But my counter would be... Um, because it's left so open... It always like, like I don't know. It feels like they they can create, you know, whatever planet to, to fit their liking for for the next movie. Um, the 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 force powers have never been clearly defined of what is and isn't possible, and they've kind of been stretching that. Have everyone. the powers uh, of the Harry
1: Potter universe. well i'm not nailed down (laughs) so so
0: so i'm getting to that thank you (laughs) um one of the things that harry potter does and i'm not gonna say because you know every single book kind of expands on on what's power like what you can do within the the magical world um but I think one of the the main places Harry Potter kind of benefits from is that so much of it was planned out beforehand and Star Wars has always been even though there's a general direction that that it seems that the the storytellers are going with it, each installment is is kind of its own monster that, um, You know, not every little step was planned out and every little force power. In Harry Potter, um, you know, you don't learn about, like, the killing curse, for example, until book four. But there's a very good reason for that um, when it comes around to how it's used at the end of the book, um, killing Cedric and Harry realizing that this is the curse that killed my parents. So because of that, I feel like the, the expansion of the, the magical abilities in Harry Potter were very carefully planned out, and what is and isn't possible is very carefully put in throughout all the different books in Harry Potter, which is why I think that Harry Potter's universe is, is more well thought out than Star Wars, where it's kind of left open, and it's, oh, we can create this as we
1: need. I will say Harry Potter definitely benefits from having kind of like a soul creator like a sole writer for all the material absolutely um
0: and that's just one of the things about books too you know jk rowling isn't going to write you know the first book and then hand it over to some other author yeah
1: which at the same time kind of like how you're saying the killing curse isn't brought up until it's needed narratively it it
0: is foreshadowed in previous books
1: but you could say the same for star wars where in last jedi Narratively, Luke needs to project himself mm-hmm. um, on the different the different world to end up distracting Kylo yeah. and allowing time for the rebellion to escape. So perhaps it wasn't fully established previously in the story just as the killing curse wasn't. but when it was the time needed for it to be in the story, mm-hmm. for it to be you know part of where the story needed to go. Uh, There was enough groundwork, that being the force. Yeah, uh, where even if some fans might not have liked it, there was a groundwork for it, which is this field of power, which is the force.
0: Right. So the and and again, what I'll argue from the Harry Potter side is um, that there's heavy foreshadowing of what the Killing Curse is in the previous three books. Um, Harry remembers a flash of green light when it comes to his parents which green is the the killing curse now i i mean in my mind it's i i would think that she had that planned out at the beginning but i mean i don't know i'm not jk rowling Mm -hmm. um but even even like tom riddle's diary being a horcrux and that's in book two and we don't learn what horcruxes are until book six to me that's that's something that was carefully placed there by jk rowling for later when we find out you know what this dark magic thing actually is yeah and again that's obviously that's a benefit to soul Rider and, and planning out
1: yeah
0: um which again is why i feel like harry potter would have the upper hand there
1: i'll i'll say this um as we've kind of already discussed harry potter has the edge in kind of a uh book kind yeah. of storytelling um whereas George Lucas um writing was never one of his strong suits right. yeah uh so Star Wars suffers from perhaps that angle yeah. when you consider perhaps consistencies or uh consistencies in uh for being able to foreshadow something yeah. or uh just in the writing process just because George was just not very good at that. He was more of a, of like, the visual medium was his yeah. strong suit. What he did behind the cameras is, is really where his yeah. talents were. So, really, I mean, I would say it's a no brainer that a series where it starts from books, that will be, I mean, those kind of things that are drawn out uh, and things that you would find in a. Uh, in novels. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be a strength of Harry Potter. However, with star Wars, I think in almost every other area, um, like, especially what it's doing visually, what it's doing emotionally, it thrives in that aspect. Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean, perhaps if star Wars had started as books, it, we'd be having an entirely different discussion. (laughs) You never know. But, I, I guess all I can do is really compare the Star Wars movies and kind of how they get their story across to to the Harry Potter movies mm-hmm. um, and kind of how they get their story across because that's that's the most even way that I can judge the two. Right. Um, and when it gets to deeper story, J.K. Rowling kind of has built the foundation of Harry Potter on like solid ground yeah. with these with these books right so um let's go back to characters
0: real quick um i've always felt that harry potter's characters and and this is partially because it it is a novel too like we've been talking about but i feel like they're more complex more thought out um for example Voldemort, who you know, he'd be comparable to the Emperor or Sauron. He's the big bad guy with all the power, per se. Um, one of the things that, that I think Harry Potter separates from all works of fantasy and sci-fi is that Voldemort is pure evil, and his goal is to live forever in domination of the world. Um, but Half-Blood Prince, which is the, the sixth book of Harry Potter... I wouldn't put it as my favorite or even the best book in the series, but it might be the most important, because a lot of that book is spent exploring Voldemort's past and seeing how he became, you know, such an evil person who craved power and had so little regard for anyone. Um, Which comes down to, you know, the difference between Harry and, and Voldemort is that Voldemort doesn't know how to love someone, because... He, he had such a sad childhood that it led him to this life of pure evil. And so I think um, that sets Voldemort apart from any other big villain. Because Sauron, he's mindlessly evil. We have no idea why. Uh, I know it's explored in Lord of the Rings lore. But, um, you know, on the surface, Sauron is just a big evil guy who wants to rule the world the same with the emperor the same with you know all these other big villains and voldemort it's not the case with that he was a human being who it's almost justified to know why he grew up to be this power hungry person Hmm. so i feel like that's that's one place star wars can't um compete and i haven't even gotten to
1: snape and dumbledore who are I, I Two of the would strongest. stop you right there? Yes, and but disagree. you said it's a place Star Wars can't even compete. I would. I say, don't think it can. I would say villains-wise, Star Wars has the upper hand to Harry. Harry Ooh. Hunter. Okay. Um, Lay it on me. Reason being, I would say, as far as what we get from Voldemort and then what we get from the Emperor, I'd say it's pretty similar. Where you just have their lust for power and their ultimate goal of. Domination, Sure. Uh, as close as you can get to pure evil, no compassion, no regard for anyone else. Yeah. Um, but in Star Wars, the Emperor isn't the only villain, is he? We He's got, the big bad villain. We've got Darth Vader, who is, of course, as we know, also yeah. Anakin Skywalker, who is, for most of the original trilogy the main villain right and, and how, f- we end up learning about how much more complex he is absolutely and i do
0: want to i do want to clarify real quick when i'm comparing characters i usually would compare vader to snape which i would say are the strongest of each character all right
1: as far as complexity but yeah. please continue i don't want to steamroll yeah. over your point so we have vader who obviously his his motivation for power is isn't just for the sake of having it or for having the, you know, the bragging rights or whatever of saying, I rule the world. Yeah. uh, I can control everything. His ultimately comes from a place of not wanting to let what happened to his mother happen again. Right. What tore up Anakin and kind of led him kind of initially towards the dark is the fact that he wasn't able to save his mother. Mm -hmm. Um, they were both initially slaves and he was freed, but he was, his mother was not. Yeah. And so when he's unable to save his mom from her ultimate death, um, the reason he craves power is really just to save those he wants or to save those that he loves from, Mm from dying. And, and he makes that clear. Um, by the time we get to episode three, the only reason he really pursues the dark side is for the promise of more power so that Padme doesn't meet the same fate Mm -hmm. that his mother does and so his motives right off the bat and the reason that he is evil makes a lot more sense than like you're saying the usual bad guy like Sauron or even Voldemort who it's like, okay, they just want to rule the world. Yeah. um Then we get to the next villain in the Star Wars storyline, Kylo Ren. Yeah. Stated by you, Chase, as one of the most complex villains yes. in movie history. I stand by that statement. Where this man is, he's like.
0: Best on screen villain yeah. since The Joker by Heath Ledger. Yeah,
1: and he's dealing with uh, being compared to. Those in his family, yeah. um, living up to those in his family, kind of trying to make a name for himself. Mm-hmm. And so his quest for power is more complex than really just, I want to rule You're the right. universe. So if we're talking villains, uh, as much as I do enjoy me some Voldemort, mm-hmm. I think Star Wars ultimately takes the cake. It, even I'd even give the Emperor props as an intriguing villain who really games the political system yeah. to his benefit, pits both sides against each other, right. and ends up being able to create uh, his empire without really even force from his own doing. Yeah. Uh, force, pardon the Star Wars <laughs> But he really just wins with his brain. With like right. his uh yeah, with his smarts. And I will
0: say, regarding the Emperor and his origin story, I don't really care where he came from or how he became, you know, evil and possessed by the dark side and whatnot. His po- his political maneuvering is is what really stands out about his origin and how he created the empire. Thank you, Chase, for I that I'll state that for that point. However, um I can't, I can't go this whole podcast without talking about the most complex and best character of the Harry Potter universe, which is Severus Snape. And Snape, I would say, is comparable to Vader in the sense that um, their allegiance kind of seems in question. I, it, it doesn't quite match up because Vader is definitely evil in A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back and then... that all kind of flips once we get to return of the jedi and snape even though his allegiance is always towards the good side we don't know that until uh the final moments but as far as snape goes it's always interesting to talk about because he's no doubt a hero but he's also like still a villain within itself because he he treats Harry just horribly over all seven novels and even though you learn at the end yeah he's on the good side he's been protecting Harry this whole time it's you still you go back and you read the, the books and you're like wow I can't believe this guy is like actually on Harry's side he's terrible to him um, which we later learn that He was in love with Harry's mother. Um, He was the reason that Voldemort ultimately hunted them down. Um, We learned that Harry's mom, who Snape loved, married Snape's arch nemesis, which is Harry's father. And we learned the pain that Snape ultimately sees every time that he looks at Harry, which is he sees Lily's eyes, which... Uh, it's said, I don't know how many times throughout the book series, but every time someone new sees Harry, they say, wow, you look exactly like your dad, except you have your mother's eyes. And you never realize the weight of that until Snape's dying moments, where in the movie, he says, his last words are, you have your mother's eyes as he's looking at Harry. And you don't realize the pain that he is looking at his arch nemesis's kid, whom the woman he loved married instead of him. And that is what set, set, sets Severus Snape apart from anyone else in any, any fantasy sci-fi novel or anything like that. Snape wins the most complex character um, in my book, even over Darth Vader, who, like we said, has many similarities. But I'm sure you'd like to retaliate on uh, why you think Vader might set himself
1: apart from well, that. I, I'd be willing to bet we you really don't get that complexity of snape until maybe the last couple couple books or the tail end of the story
0: you you don't fully understand until the third to last chapter
1: hmm so you're saying he's one of the most complex characters i am based off of two or three chapters oh no i'm saying he's the most complex
0: character based off of his behavior over all seven novels and then
1: we find out exactly why he was that way over all seven novels would you be willing to bet the farm that jk had that planned out absolutely or at the end maybe she was like uh 100 hmm, i could do something with snape here no doubt in my mind so you think for sure there's foreshadowing throughout the previous books that would kind of let us know that snape feels this way or that snape is this kind of guy
0: um there there's definitely hints uh i'll never forget i've read harry potter 13 times on my 10th read through i came across a little section in order of the phoenix where um shortly after after dudley is demented and in the beginning uh he has the encounter with the dementors Harry says something along the lines of the Dementors got him and Uncle Vernon asks what are these Dementor things and Aunt Petunia says they're the the guards at the wizard prison Azkaban which surprises Harry greatly and when he questions her about it she says oh that nasty boy and you would believe that she was talking about James Potter Lily's husband and you later find out in said chapter in the seventh book that it was actually Snape who said this. And when she says that nasty boy, she's actually referring to Snape and not Harry's father, James. Hmm. So I would say I would say from the very beginning, it was always meant that, that Snape was what he was. And I think that's the whole way with, with kind of all of the books is... You can kind of look at them and say, oh, well, maybe that was just a coincidence and it worked out that way. But you start saying that about too many things where where you think, okay, not all these things can be coincidences. I would I would bet most of these were planned out from, if not the very beginning,
1: towards the very beginning. Hmm. Well, if, if I could... Yes, please. Let me give you some of my thoughts on some other Harry Potter characters in the universe. Oh, boy. I'm ready for this. So... Um, first and foremost, Ron Weasley, what a whiny little brat! What, I could not, not agree the... with you more. <laughs> oh man, thank you, Chase. Thank you. Listen, come, come over to my side. Listen,
0: I, I am I am very willing to admit where Star Wars overhangs on on Harry Potter and takes it over. If we're comparing what characters parallels are, Ron Weasley would be comparable to Han Solo, and there's no shot in hell Ron
1: beats Han Solo in any category. Well, I mean, find a character in the Harry Potter series that is as likable and really as beloved by, I guess, our American movie pop culture as Han Solo is. Ooh, movie pop culture, I can't get you there. But
0: Albus Dumbledore, I haven't talked about him yet.
1: More beloved than Han Solo? I don't know
0: if more beloved, but I would argue Han Solo might be the most beloved of either of these series but i would be willing to bet that harry potter has more
1: beloved characters than star wars as a whole more beloved more beloved i would disagree as i would whole. say even in r2 the little tin can that beeps i think he's more beloved than Ooh. any harry potter character
0: i have 12 characters I think bb8 eight. <laughs> based off of his cuteness oh my gosh is more
1: beloved let, let's keep going hagrid um okay well, hold he likes, on he likes spiders you can't trust the guy oh
0: how dare you insult hagrid <laughs> how dare you
1: also i'm gonna take yoda as my old wise sage kind of character over dumbledore any day thank you very much hmm, okay
0: well tell me this and uh in episode three yoda gets his ass royally kicked by the <laughs> emperor you Dumbledore. Dumbledore in Order of the Phoenix, Dumbledore shows up at the Department of Mysteries when uh, when Harry's in some trouble with Voldemort and duels Voldemort so well that Voldemort flees. And he is often referred to as the only wizard that Voldemort ever feared.
1: <laughs> I'm just I'm just throwing all my cards on. The, the, the table. only wizard that Voldemort ever feared? Ever feared? Well, Dumbledore also wasn't nine hundred years old. So. He
0: was like a hundred and like thirty, which I would say for humans is pretty,
1: pretty old. Yoda was on the tail end of his uh, his career. He Yoda's was... not
0: human though. And <laughs> by the way, Yoda in Empire Strikes Back can't even leave Dagobah. He's he's he's, he's he old and out. He's off his game,
1: man. He doesn't leave because he can't. He doesn't leave because he doesn't want to fair enough agree to
0: disagree i guess (laughs) and while we're talking about beloved as far as the r2 and uh and bb8 and in your droids uh i must bring up the beloved house elf dobby who saves harry potter's life two or three times
1: uh, Dobby and his little sock, huh?
0: Dobby, can't. Oh,
1: Dobby the elf.
0: That's that's a that's a very good argument. Dobby or R two? Who? Uh,
1: I think R two takes the cake and then some. Ooh. maybe
0: as... maybe amongst pop culture, just because more people watch Star Wars than they watch Harry Potter, and Dobby's only in two Harry Potter movies where he's in
1: five Harry Potter novels. So, the power of someone like R2 and BB-8, but I'll stick to just R2 because he's been around longer. Sure. Is that all the thing does is beeps and people love it. You can get so much across in his little beeps and his little banter with C-3PO. I'm not going to argue with that. I would say, whereas Harry Potter has, an, like, a character whose annoying factor... Uh, is so high in Ron Weasley. Yeah. I really don't think there's a character like that in Star Wars. Mm, Maybe not. As far as characters, uh, um, I mean, even even in a character like, I think just the roster of Star Wars characters, you can go so deep into it where even characters that have like three lines in an entire movie are just form this following you mean like like, the uh, the boba
0: fett's of the world like boba fett who goes out like a complete punk in return of the jedi
1: that's george lucas's fault
0: he oh because he got sick of him i'm just saying i don't know of any harry potter characters that went out like complete punks uh
1: let me think uh what's his face uh what's his face (laughs) serious black kind of just uh zip
0: While he was saving Harry from just a
1: catastrophe of Death Eaters. Uh, Harry, the chosen one, needs saving, huh? Hey, listen, Harry
0: Potter is never supposed to be the most powerful wizard of all time. He is never supposed to be the the one who will bring balance to the magical world. So he's
1: the chosen one by accident.
0: He is the chosen one. The prophecy, which is so poorly over-glossed and order of the phoenix uh basically says that Voldemort will mark someone as his equal which is where the the lightning star comes into place but The prophecy refers to Harry having powers that the Dark Lord knows not, and that power is the ability to love, which is what separates Harry from... Harry's ability to love his friends and want to die for his friends is, is what Voldemort doesn't understand and what is his downfall, essentially.
1: Hmm. Any other? Any other? I'm trying to think. Anything else we need to touch on characters? I mean, Obi Wan Kenobi. Hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like, so let's, let's with Star Wars, the list goes on and on. Even minor characters like Qui Gon So, I love it. so Dumbledore I, actually kind of fills the
0: role of both Yoda and Obi Wan in terms of Yoda's greatness combined with Obi Wan's failure in bringing up Voldemort, and and eventually training the, uh, the the new chosen one, quote-unquote, in Luke slash Harry. I would argue Dumbledore does a better job than Obi-Wan and Yoda combined.
1: But that's just me. Again, I'm a Potterhead. <laughs> he does a better job of training said chosen Listen, one. Listen,
0: he plans out his own death, like, several months in advance. And he plans out everything that happens after that, to a T for harry to to brilliantly find all the horcruxes destroy them and eventually destroy Voldemort.
1: It seems very convenient.
0: Also seems convenient. Like, also convenient! Seems, <laughs>
1: it seems like much more of a heroic action than uh, the chosen one Harry Potter who really that's his only choice is like, "Oh, well, do I let the entire world die or do I die?" Hmm, Listen, hard choice. Dumbledore didn't have to sacrifice himself, but uh, he believed in Harry, and uh, he he loved his school. He, so, did. he did. He was a very admirable headmaster of Hogwarts.
0: Hey everybody, that's going to wrap up part one of me and Yanni's podcast of Harry Potter vs. Star Wars. Stay tuned for later this week, we will have part two, where we go deeper into the extended universe and some of the... Uh, other categories of harry potter or star wars so hope you enjoyed the podcast and uh, stay tuned for part two